Hi, welcome to Insight into Ocular Melanoma. Today we have a, um, a very special guest with a wonderful product that's going to talk to you. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Terry Zickerman, and he's going to tell you all about his awesome product. Melody, thank you very much, and uh, thank you for having us today to uh, address a couple of topics that uh, are not only near and dear to love somebody in the prevention of uh, melanoma uh, and um, everything that uh, uh, surrounds UV light, but also um, the opportunity to speak to melanoma patients and survivors about um, using a, a sunscreen in, in a new uh, application that will really change uh, the way that they're uh, using a daily a sunscreen and application. So I'm gonna address first um, why all sunscreens are, are not uh, created equal. And what I mean by that is, is that if you look at one uh, type of sunscreen versus another sunscreen, uh, the, the price points uh, or the active and inactive ingredients don't really set the stage uh, for a consumer to understand uh, a sunscreen and its efficacy. What really determines a sunscreen's efficacy is the active ingredients, uh, what they are, and how much of them are actually in the product that somebody is using. And where in America, we may have one level uh, of, of um, requirements for UVB protection and UVA protection, there are more stringent requirements, more stringent requirements globally that exceed American sunscreens. And, and that's where um, you know, there's the prevention of melanoma to really use something that has uh, more active ingredients in the product that'll do a better job. So as I mentioned, not all sunscreens are created equal. There's two basic types of UV filters on the market today and that are also approved by the FDA and other global regulatory um, uh, by different countries of what is allowed to be used in sunscreens for UV radiation. The first class is mineral sunscreens and the second is chemical sunscreens and they work by two different mechanisms. Mineral sunscreens sit on top of the skin and they both uh, do absorb some of the UV radiation, but also reflect and refract the UV radiation. And then we have the chemical sunscreen filters, which actually work by being absorbed into the skin. When you put the sunscreen on, on uh, the instructions typically recommend waiting for 15 minutes so the filters can actually be absorbed into the skin. So these chemicals actually have to be first sit and get absorbed into the skin. And then um, you can go out and that's how they would work. Uh, um, the mineral filters, there's two of them. There's zinc oxide and there's the titanium dioxide, which I mentioned before. And the chemical filters uh, in the United States, there's uh, about a dozen filters in there. And over the last six years, seven years, the main concern um, by the FDA, as well as um, people that are looking to get 
the chemical filters banned because of what's going on in the coral reefs with bleaching is that oxybenzone and octanoxate um, you know, on, on the level of a human using uh, these active filters uh, get absorbed into the skin, as I said before, but also cause endocrine disruption. And uh, there's a myriad of consequences about using the chemical filters. The FDA has put out two studies over the last two years where these ingredients are, the chemical filters are not only absorbed into the bloodstream for um, longer periods of time than originally thought, but the chemical filters stay in the bloodstream for longer periods of time that they never knew about before. So about a year ago, the FDA made a decision and where all of the filters that were approved, the, the uh, 12 category, uh, the 12, the 12 chemical filters and the two mineral filters were all category one. They were, the FDA classified them as category one for safety and effectiveness. What they did was they decided to take all the chemical filters and put them into category three because there's not enough conclusive evidence any longer that the formulas are both safe and effective for human use. The only two filters that the FDA has kept in category one are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. On this chart, this chart breaks down uh, mineral filters versus chemical filters and the spectrum on top about what the efficacy is for those filters. So you can see at the very, very top, the UVB spectrum. That is the light that like the, um, all the colors of the spectrum, we can't see UV lights, but we can categorize by a number, the nanometer of what the, of the light is. And we say UVB is in the range of 290 to 320, UVA2, 320 to 340, and UVA1, 342 to 400 NM. So what this means is, is that when a sunscreen company is looking to manufacture a formula, they're going to put these ingredients to cover the spectrum of UVA and UVB, so we would have broad spectrum protection. That broad spectrum means UVA and UVB. Now, it's interesting, many consumers and many patients don't know that SPF stands for the amount of UVB protection. That SPF number on the package, 20, 30, 40, 50, that number stands for UVB protection. For UVA protection, the product has to be labeled broad spectrum. And broad spectrum means it would cover both UVA and UVB. So you can see here, the filter that does the best job across the board for UVA and UVB is zinc oxide. It covers the full, complete spectrum of UVA2, UVA1, and UVB. Titanium dioxide also does a very good job for covering UVB, UVA2, and part of the UVA1 spectrum. When you go down to the chemical filters, you'll see that 
all of these filters only cover a very narrow band of UV. That means that the sunscreen manufacturer, if they're using these chemical filters, which the FDA now has put into category three, they have to use multiple filters because they don't cover all the spectrum. They'll have to blend two, three, four of these filters typically to cover that. And you can see that they usually don't cover the whole spectrum as well. And as, you, as, as I mentioned before, with the coral reefs, the studies have been showing oxybenzone, octinoxate, have been uh, killing the coral reefs, and they've now been banned in Hawaii. They've been banned in Key West, in the country of Palau. You can't take them to Mexican beaches. No, no beaches uh, in, in um, uh, the Virgin Islands. And other states are probably going to follow through next year in banning these ingredients because the FDA has not done that yet. Um, so that is the, the difference between spectrum. Now, some manufacturers will use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide separate or together. And I'd like to point out that if the sunscreen uh, and you're using a mineral sunscreen only has titanium, it's not gonna do a good job to cover the UVA spectrum. And if it has zinc or it has zinc and titanium, it has to have enough zinc to be able to be effective. In Europe, it's required that the formula, in addition to the UVB protection, at least one third of the formula protect for UVA. And what we found in our studies is that for an SPF 30 formula, if there was not at least 20% zinc oxide in the formula, it's not going to have enough UVA protection to meet the European requirements for UVA protection. Now, consumers have stayed away from sunscreen and putting it around their eyes for several different reasons. Most commonly because of the eye stinging ingredients that sunscreen has and people don't want to burn their eyes. So what is a consumer to do? What is a melanoma patient to do? What is a melanoma survivor to do in this situation where if they put anything near their eyes or if they avoid their eyes and they put it on their forehead when they exercise and they sweat, then the water goes over the sunscreen and it burns their eyes. They wind up then not using a lot of sunscreen on their forehead if they're exercising. And that's not a good solution as well. So with oculum melanoma, um, we, we, though it's rare, there's over 2,500 people each year in the U.S. that are diagnosed, just in the U.S. diagnosed uh, with melanoma, uh, ocular melanoma. And, um, you know, most, 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 most people don't know that the melanocytes also exist in our eyes, not just our skin. So the risk factors for ocular melanoma are listed here. But people that have lighter colored eyes, people that are older, um, very fair skin, genetic conditions that they're predisposed to uh, melanoma and, and ocular melanoma, inherited skin conditions, uh, moles on the eye surface, lump that's on the eye or eyelid can turn into melanoma, exposure to sunlight or artificial sunlight from the UV 
exposure, UVA and UVB, over long periods of time, and even exposure to welding uh, could, could actually uh, is a factor in, in ocular melanoma. Now, one thing that I'd like to point out is that we, the average person blinks about 12 times per minute for about a third of a second. So if you add that up, someone's eyes are closed typically throughout the day about 6% of the time. And here, um, that rate could increase depending upon if somebody's exercising, if somebody's inside or outside in very bright light, and then obviously the blink rate could be faster and the eyes closed longer. And what we have for protection there from the UV is our eyelids where if someone's not using sunscreen, the skin is so thin that UVA and UVB rays are very easy to penetrate in through the very thin skin membrane covering the eyelid. And again, you're, you're not having that protection. So how do we prevent, uh, as far as what we know to date, how do we prevent ocular melanoma? It's really exposure and, and, and staying out of the sunlight uh, and sometimes that's unavoidable, covering up with protective clothing and using sunglasses and specifically using sunscreen. And the American Cancer Society recommends, again, using that, but also um, a, a sunscreen with UVA and UVB protection. And as I mentioned, the majority of the sunscreens in America cannot be sold in Europe because there's not enough UVA protection, as I mentioned in the chart, which showed uh, the filters, because the majority of consumers are using chemical sunscreens. Um, and, and that came about because of the whitening of the zinc or the titanium and consumers um, you know, said, oh, you know, I really don't wanna have this whitening. And then the, the chemical filters were developed and people started using those sunscreens, they became more prevalent. Well, we, we, we developed a solution and it took us eight years to develop the solution. Uh, our first formulas that we launched in 2018, we started developing in 2012, and that's our Love Sun Body Body Formulas. And then it took us another almost two years to develop Love Sun Body Moisturizing Mineral Face Sunscreen. This formula is different than any other sunscreen on the market today for three primary reasons. Number one is its efficacy. Number two is because it's ingredients. And number three is because of our third party certification by a company in Europe called Cosmos. Cosmos Natural is the global standard for natural and organic cosmetics. Our formula not only do we test all of our formulas, the, the, the requirements for sunscreens today to be sold in America are on the, um, the uh, FDA panel, which includes the SPF number and the water resistance. Love somebody. What we have done is for all of our formulas before the S besides the SPF and the water resistance testing, we also test all of our formulas and we only use ingredients that are hypoallergenic, that they don't have any allergens. They're non-comedogenic, so they won't cause acne. And with the new moisturizing mineral face sunscreen, 
these formulas, we've done the ocular testing where there is no eye stinging ingredients and the formulas are safe to use on the eyelids and around the eyes. And as I said earlier, what differentiates Love Somebody is the fact that the efficacy meets the European requirements for UVA protection, which the efficacy um, meets the global standards for both UVA and UVB protection. The formulas are 100% natural. Every single ingredient that we buy is certified in advance that they're 100% natural, so there's no petroleum-based ingredients, no pesticides. Uh, there are no genetically modified organisms. They're 100% natural. Our facial formula is zinc oxide, non-nano, and the nano part, the, the particle size means is that if it's a nano size particle, it was ground very fine. While that's safe for a human, it's not safe for the environment because these micro particles get into the watershed, they also go into the ocean, and they have also been shown to kill the coral reefs if zinc or titanium is micronized. So we use the larger particle size for the active filter, which is called non-nano particles. And all of our ingredients, all the inactive ingredients are 100% nat natural. And that includes uh, um, our water, uh, sunflower seed oil, raspberry seed oil, uh, and, uh, and, and our um, antimicrobial ingredient is 100% is natural as well. Uh, so giving our formulas a shelf life. What I'd like to now go over is actually how to apply the Love Sunbody formula to uh, somebody that's using our sunscreens. First and foremost, we recommend is taking a small amount of Love Sunbody and putting it on one of your fingers and then rubbing it onto the opposite finger first. And the application procedure is eyes, nose, ears, and the rest of the face. And on another podcast, what I'm going to talk about is how people are uh, applying sunscreen improperly uh, and in studies that they've shown as people that are not getting their eyes and the nose in their, their ears is that's why we want to start in that exact order. First, applying to the eyelids and into the creases of the eyes is the first place to apply. And then the second place of application, uh, I'm just going to take a little bit. You'll see you want to start on the bridge of the nose because this is where number two, where consumers miss. And then number three, you want to then apply to the ears, to the tips of the ears, because that's where the number three place has been shown uh, in a study in, in England that where consumers are missing sunscreen is on mostly on their eyelids and eyes, their nose and their ears. And then the application goes to the rest of the face, including the rest of the ears, the rest of the nose, and anywhere around the eyes. So uh, to, to uh, summarize, we've created a formula that is not only safe for adults and for children, for, for patients with ocular melanoma, as well as ocular melanoma survivors, but for the gamut 
of people that are looking for sunscreens to use not only in the summer, but to use all year long, that this formula, not only is it a wonderful moisturizer, but it also includes zinc oxide that you could use every single day of the year that will help prevent fine lines and wrinkles, pre help prevent collagen loss because of the, active the inactive ingredients that are in the formulas, the additional raspberry seed oil and the sunflower oil has shown that they really are the most beneficial ingredients for wrinkles, age spots, collagen loss. So um, if anyone uh, has any questions about the blink rate, I've left the appendix uh, on this page. And as well, you can click on lovesomebody.com to learn more or to purchase our products. We're available in about 100 stores across the country. And we're online at all of our retailers as well. So you can see that on the Love Somebody website. And you can reach us with any questions at inquiries uh, at lovesomebody.com, as well as orders at lovesomebody.com, or reach us directly uh, through the uh, Ocular Melanoma Organization, a cure in sight. And I want to thank you all for, uh, for uh, listening to the podcast and learning more about ocular melanoma. Thank you so much. This has been so informative. I know I'm going to start doing it differently and not avoiding my eyes. Um, that's very important, especially to um, the people that have ocular surface cancer, such as a squamous cell or the conjunctival melanoma. All of that is very important that we we really pay attention to our eyes. And I think we forget about that a lot. So thank you so much for the great information. I'm so excited for everyone to hear about it and to try Love Somebody. Um, I wanna also add that Love Somebody is the sponsor of our uh, patient meeting that we're having, the I Believe um, Survivorship Seminar in October. They are they sponsored and gave us some samples that if you register, you'll be receiving. They also have a booth, so you can always stop by and chat with them and get a little more information. So thank you so much, Terry. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, Melody.